Welcome to Liquid Church Media. The message you're about to enjoy was originally delivered live at Liquid Church by Pastor Tim Lucas. For more content, log on to liquidchurch.com or visit one of our campuses in the New Jersey metro area. Liquidchurch.com, where truth is relevant and grace wins. All right, good morning, everybody. How we doing? No, how we doing? Can we hear it? Come on, good to see you guys. Glad you're here, Liquid Church. This is uh, the final message in the series we've been calling We Love and We Have Saved the Best for Last. Truly mean it. Uh, this is one of those messages that I think people are going to go, were you there when they shared the big surprise? Uh, so, do you know what the surprise is? A few of you know what the surprise is. Well, today, everybody's going to know after a message I'm calling We Love Surprises, okay? Because when we first planned this series, I'll be honest, I didn't know exactly what the final message would be about. And uh, but 33 days later, God revealed it. I mean, he did something to kind of blow our minds. Uh, it's something that honestly, you know, when, when the Bible talks about God being able to do abundantly and exceedingly more than we can ask or imagine, this is going to bake your potato. And uh, you're like, all right, shut up. What's the surprise? Uh, I, I'm going to tell you in a minute, but first I want to ground us in scripture. So would you open your Bible to Acts chapter 16? We're going to look at this, a story about how God can take the best laid plans and make them even better. This is an account from Paul's second missionary journey, okay? As you might know, Paul was a missionary. He was called by God to take the gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. That was his mission, to go global with the gospel, about the, the life, the death, the resurrection of Jesus, how we can have forgiveness of sins, new life with God, his spirit in our hearts. It's an incredible thing. And the assignment he was giving, Paul was actually a church planner. He planted churches all over the world, from Greece to Turkey. He took the gospel all the way to Rome. Now, here's the deal. When we say Paul's a missionary, it meant he had a mission. And that mission was to go global with the gospel. And here in Acts 16, Paul had plans to take that message all the way to Asia, okay? That was the assignment he had from the Lord, go to Asia. And then suddenly, at the last minute, God surprised him. He, God kind of threw a curveball, okay, to Paul that made him buckle his knees. And I think Paul has a word for any believer who's following Jesus, believes God's kind of leading them in a certain direction, all of a sudden, surprise! God leads you another way. If you walk with God long enough, you're going to discover this, that God loves surprises. So as his followers, we might as well love surprises too. And Paul kind of shows us how. Would you go with me on verse 6 of Acts 16? It says, Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. When they came to the border of Mysia, they tried to enter Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. Now, just stop right there. Here's the deal. It was Paul and his buddies. This, we're talking about, he was probably with Luke. He was with Silas and Timothy. They were on a mission to take the gospel to Asia. That was their goal, get to Asia. But it says in verse 6, they were kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word there. It doesn't mention how the Holy Spirit stopped them. It doesn't mean like, they, did he send a prophet? Did he put up a billboard? Do not go to Asia. You know, we don't know what it was or just like a small whisper inside of Paul's conscience. But one thing was clear. God slammed the door on Paul. Not once, but twice. Look at verse 7. It says, the spirit of Jesus would not allow them to enter. In other words, Paul and his crew felt God leading them in one direction. They were pretty confident of their next steps. But somewhere along the line, the Holy Spirit went, surprise! God interrupts their plans. He postponed their journey to Asia. Now, 
we know Paul eventually got to Asia because he wrote Ephesians. So th this wasn't a punishment or something for going the wrong way. It was a postponement. It was a bend in the road. It was a surprise, an intentional rerouting of the Holy Spirit. Have you ever had that with your GPS? You're like, you're trying to go somewhere and you're on 287. It's like, take the turnpike now. And you're like, you take the turnpike and get stuck in traffic. That's kind of how that, that works. And, and Paul had to be like kind of scratching his head like, what in the world is God up to? Well, this passage is where we kind of get that saying, when God closes one door, he what? He opens another, okay? We learn very quickly, surprise, God had a new vision for Paul, a critical mission before heading to Asia. Let's finish at verses 8 through 10. It says, so they passed by Mysia and went down to Troas, and during the night, Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him. Come over to Macedonia and help us. I don't know why I just made that a vampire. That's how it sounds in my head. <laughs> but it says, after Paul had seen the vision, let's say it together, we got ready at once to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. What do you do when God interrupts your original vision and gives you a new one, sends you in this direction? Because Paul was convinced God called him to go to Asia, and he suddenly rerouted to Macedonia. That's in northern Greece today, okay, just to orient you. And the key city in that region, region was called Philippi, and Paul planted a new church there. It's where we get his letter to the Philippians. Yes, later in the New Testament. So this is a key moment, actually, in the transmission of the gospel. God had a strategic surprise. He said, before you go to Asia, I want you to go to Philippi, and that's why you're holding the New Testament in your hands, okay? Much of this actually catalyzed this moment and spread around the globe. You get this picture? The passage is titled, look at it, it says, Paul's vision of the man in Macedonia. And it's really this account of how, uh, that teaches us two things about God. First, that in spite of our best laid plans, God can make them even better. And since God loves surprises, so should we, okay? So buckle your seatbelt. Here's the deal. At Liquid, we have a very similar mission to Paul. You guys know this. Our vision is to take church to the people up and down New Jersey, all across the East Coast, eventually globally around the world through church online. And this church started five years ago in Morristown, and now it has rippled out to other campuses. In fact, can we just say hello to our brothers and sisters in Nutley and New Brunswick? Welcome them. Watching on the big screen. We love you guys. We see you through the screen. Glad you're here. But it was last fall that we felt God leading us to expand the campus here in Morristown. Basically establish it as a permanent hub of operations so it could support the other campuses. Kind of just be, be a hub and kind of spokes. And, and the reason is because we're a multi-site church. And Paul was a multi-site church planner. In other words, Paul would go to this city. He'd plant a campus, a church there, seed the gospel there. And then go to the next city. He'd plant a church there. He'd, he'd pastor it. He'd write letters to it. Then he would leave that and go to the next city and plant a church. And how did Paul pastor and teach the churches? By sending them letters. Now, we don't use parchment at Liquid. We use pixels. Yes? You get, you're following me? We use video broadcast technology to teach and lead our different campuses. But our leadership team has been at work for the last six months. We've been making plans to build the infrastructure here in Morristown so that we could better support our existing campuses, support the future growth of new ones in the future and the years to come. We have well-laid plans for the next five years. But 33 days ago, God made them even better. The Lord threw a curveball that has made my knees buckle a bit. And this is why, as a church, I, I, I hope we can say we love surprises. Because when the Holy Spirit is steering the vision 
buckle up. <laughs> it is always an adventure. Let me try to give you the Cliff Notes version of what has happened in the last 33 days here at Liquid. On April 17th, we had an, a leadership expert named Dr. Warren Bird visit our staff to do some leadership training. Basically, we brought you, Dr. Bird is an author of 24 books on church growth, pastoral leadership, et cetera. He's a brilliant man, researcher, author. And we invited him to do a lunch with the Liquid staff so we could kind of sharpen our leadership game. The whole idea is so we could learn to serve you, our congregation better. We could learn to more effectively serve our communities. We had a great visit. Well, as Dr. Bird is about to leave, he says, hey, Tim, I want to give you a copy of my most recent book. And it's a book by the name of Better Together. And it's the topic is church mergers. In other words, when one church joins another church to multiply kingdom impact. You can see better together, making church mergers work. And as he hands me the book, he says, Tim, you have to understand what God's been doing at Liquid is really special. It, it's, it's actually kind of rare. So don't be surprised if at some point in the future, another church contacts you about joining forces with Liquid, maybe merging with you to become a campus of Liquid. And I'll be honest with you, I was very polite. I said, oh, okay, thank you very much. Looks interesting. And I stuck it on the stack of 19 other books sitting on my desk. You know, they're like, I, I got to read at some point. I, I put it on that, on that stack of books. And, um, and that, those words, you know, don't be surprised if another church contacts you at some point about merging with Liquid. What I didn't realize is that would happen less than 24 hours later. At precisely 7.30 the next morning, Mike Leahy, who serves as pastor of Liquid New Brunswick, gets a phone call from Joe Crayson. He serves on the board at Mountainside Chapel. That is a 191-year-old Bible church right along Route 22 in Mountainside, New Jersey. If you don't know where that is, it's right next to Westfield, Springfield, Cranford, Summit. It's across the street from Scotch Plains. And Joe and Mike know each other from their days at Timothy Christian School. And he said, hey, Pastor Mike, I know this is going to sound completely crazy, completely out of the blue, out of left field. But would you guys at Liquid ever consider our church, Mountainside Chapel, becoming a campus of Liquid? And Pastor Mike almost dropped the phone. He actually just kind of started laughing, and he was like, oh, I didn't mean to insult you. He's like, no, I didn't insult you. And, and then Mike contacted me, and I was just like, what? Where did I put that book? You know, and I started looking all over for the, you know, for the book. And, uh, and we kind of scratched our heads. You know, you're like, like, God, what in the world are you up to? And so we agreed to meet with the board and with Dr. Gregory Haig, who has served as senior pastor of Mountainside Chapel for the last 21 years. Dr. Haig is an incredible godly man. He is a professor of Greek and Hebrew at Talbot Seminary. He is a master expositional preaching, and Mountainside Chapel is a historic church. It's 191 years old. It was not founded by Dr. Haig, or I want to clarify that. <laughs> this, that distinction belongs to Reverend Edwin Downer. This is the original preacher who had a vision to bring the gospel to Mountainside back in 1821. Okay, this is before Route 22 was there, all right? Several families there in 1821, they pulled their resources to plant the church and build the chapel together. Here is a picture of the original building in the 1800s. It is a one-room stone chapel where Route 22 is today. Kind of looks like Little House on the Prairie, doesn't it? Kind of expect like half pint to come out, da, 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 you know, kind of thing. And that little church just kind of grew over the next century. And in the 1960s, it was kind of booming with new converts. It was sending out missionaries all overseas. Really a powerhouse for the Sunday school movement, introducing new generation to God's word. And then when Route 22 came along, that congregation pooled their savings and they bought a piece of property about one block back and built the church that you exist there today. It is a classic bricks and mortar church. It has stained glass. It has pews. It has an organ, a parsonage, the whole nine yards. That's a picture of Mountainside today. 
And in the 70s, it was really booming with young families. Just an incredible church with a rich history of Bible teaching and faithfully proclaiming the gospel in central Jersey. Unfortunately, over the past few years, like many churches, Mountainside has fallen on lean times. The congregation there has actually gotten older, families have moved away, and worship styles have changed. Uh, Mountainside is very similar to the church I grew up in, uh, honestly. It, it, you know, um, when, it, like, where I grew up, it was like everybody knew everyone's names. You all wore a tie. My mom played the organ, you know, that, the whole thing. So it was very much like home for me visiting there. But their congregation has dwindled down to between 40 and 50 people on Sundays, which is no longer viable as a self-sustaining church. The financial costs of maintenance now actually exceed the cost of ministry being done there. So after the team at Mountainside met with myself and Pastor Mike, our executive pastor, Dave Brooks, they voted unanimously to pursue a merger with Liquid Church known as a rebirth. Now, what is a rebirth, you may ask? Rebirth is simply a way of describing what happens when an older seasoned church joins forces with a younger growing congregation for the sake of the gospel. Every church has a life cycle, all right? Churches are not companies. A church, according to the Bible, is a body. It's a living organism like you or me. And like any living organism, it has seasons of growth, vitality, and then actually decline. And so as we began discussing this idea of rebirthing Mountainside Chapel as the fourth campus of Liquid, we started seeing incredible things, just unmistakable God sightings, evidence of the Holy Spirit at work. We obviously, our churches have very different worship styles, but we found quickly that we were compatible in several key areas. For instance, our theological beliefs. Both of our churches are Bible-based and Christ-centered, and we both hold fast to historic, orthodox, evangelical convictions about our theology. We, we're committed to the gospel, the lordship of Jesus Christ. So there's, there's harmony between our, you know, kind of our, our constitutions, our doctrinal statements, that sort of thing. We're both committed to the clear teaching of God's word, obviously. That's our foundation. And as I said, Mountainside, they have a rich history of faithful Bible teaching. Some of their members actually have grown children who now attend liquid campuses with their own families. So some of the congregation there has actually visited our campuses on occasion. They understand what we do. Uh, one of them said to us, yeah, I've been to Liquid. I mean, when I visit, I bring earplugs. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Uh, things are a little bit louder. But they understand that music and media are part of our calling by God to communicate the gospel in a fresh and relevant way to the next generation. You guys remember this tension. We are closed-handed about our message, but open-handed about our methods. In other words, the message never changes. It is timeless. It is eternal. We don't mess with that. That is the gospel for all time, once and for all. But we're open-handed about our methods, the way that we communicate that need to be always changing to meet the needs of the culture and the generation. So when I met with Dr. Haig, he kind of had a surprise. Um, walked up and met him, and he had a guy stand next to him, his son Andy, who I hadn't seen for 11 years. Andy was part of my original leadership team that launched Liquid in a tavern 11 years ago. It was when we were just starting to grow. It was about 50 people. We went to this tavern, 70 people. Andy got married, actually moved to Texas. I hadn't seen him. And I was just like, Andy's like, Tim? And it, was, it like brought us full circle, totally incredible. Um, and, and, you know, people say like, oh, you know, what a coincidence. I don't believe in coincidences. I believe in God incidences. You know what I mean? It's talking about, I, th I think God architects all these things. He connects the dots behind the scenes so we don't, can't miss his hand steering the story. And so to make a long story short, 33 days after that original giving of the book and the phone call within 24 hours, on Sunday, May 20th, the Mountainside congregation voted unanimously to donate their entire church building, property, parsonage, assets, all of it, a gift 
worth roughly $4 million to liquid. And it's amazing. It's an unbelievable, unbelievable thing. I just, and, and I am thrilled to tell you, surprise, Liquid Mountainside, our first ever permanent church campus, is launching in 12 weeks. You like surprises? That's an amazing, amazing thing. That's a God thing. Honestly, I, I, it gives me chills. I still can't believe it. I want to show you, can I show you this picture of their congregation? Take a look at this. Those are 29 seniors raising their hand. They're raising their hand to give away their church. And it was unanimous. Guys, that is a Holy Spirit thing. And it is thrilling, but mostly it is deeply, deeply humbling. Because I pray that when you and I are, are, are that age, that we have the humility and open-handedness to, to say, you know what, God, it's not about us. It's about Jesus. This is his church, and we trust it to the next generation. It is deeply, deeply humbling. You need to understand, we have nothing to do with this. We have nothing. 33 days. I can't get my kitchen painted in 33 days, okay? There, nothing happens in 33 days, especially in church world. We didn't initiate it. We didn't force it along. We couldn't make this happen if we tried. I think that's why God sent Dr. Bird with the book. I think he was like, I don't, I'm not sure if these guys are smart enough to know how to do this. So I'm going to hand deliver a book to them, you know, so they know what to do. And 33 days later, surprise, here we are. God said, I know you had plans to expand Morristown this fall. And you know what? We're still pursuing those plans. We still have plans to do that. But first, my spirit has a special mission for you on the way. What happened on Paul's journey to Asia? It says, during the night, Paul had a vision of a man of mountainside standing and begging him, come over to mountainside and help us. And after Paul had seen the vision, let's read it together. We got ready at once to leave for mountainside, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. Paul had to interpret what was happening. He said, well, I guess God wants to do something epic in Macedonia. And all we conclude is God's doing something epic in Union County this fall. Amen? Guys, I don't, I, I, I just, I'm shaking my head. I'm like, as I'm telling you this story, it's like an out-of-body experience. I have not had anything like this happen in my entire life. I, I just, I, all we've been left to conclude is that God is planning something incredible as we bring the gospel to Central Jersey. I hope you like surprises. Because in three months, we're about to open the doors to our fourth campus and our first ever permanent facility, Liquid Mountainside. It is truly, truly humbling. Uh, those of you who've grown up in the church, you probably know this. This doesn't happen in church world, okay? A 191-year-old congregation of 29 people who have the kingdom heart and the open hands to say, you know what? Even if it means giving our church away and, and being exposed to a worship style that really isn't my preference. I'll do whatever it takes to bring the gospel to the next generation. It is, it is humbling. It is rare. It is the only explanation is the Holy Spirit. And it was, it, we are honored. We are so honored to lock arms with our forerunners in the faith. You need to know how special this group of people is. If you can just throw that picture up of the congregation again from their meeting. You see, you see probably a lot of white hair, but I want you to avoid the stereotype, okay? This is not just gray-haired saints. These are our spiritual fathers and mothers who have served God faithfully for decades. You see that man in the back row with his hand raised highest against the stained glass there? That's Bob. He is, Bob is 87 years old. He has been teaching Sunday school for the last three decades. 
That woman on the right is Miss June. She is a beautiful grandmother who has taught middle school boys for 40 years. We, we're, not un, we're not worthy to untie her sandals, okay? I'm serious. But we are honored to build on the firm foundation laid by so many expert builders, by Bob and June and Joe and Greg and Linda, all of these saints over the past few decades. On the Sunday of the vote, Dr. Haig invited me to preach, and I shared a message from the book of Nehemiah about rebuilding the, the city walls. And at the end, we presented Dr. Haig with a Braveheart sword. You see him holding it there with his wife, Linda. And we had it inscribed, Dr. Gregory Haig, faithful teacher of the Word of God, Mountainside Chapel, May 2012. And, uh, and he was touched. As he leaves the pulpit, he's going to be going to full-time teaching at Talbot Seminary in the fall. And you know what his wife, Linda, said? She said, Tim, this day could have been one of sadness and dread, but it has turned into one of the most joyful days we've ever had in ministry. She said, we believe in liquid 100%, and we're going to attend every single Sunday and wear T-shirts and hand out bulletins and help with the kids, whatever it takes to make this place thrive again for the gospel. Is that unbelievable? Absolutely incredible. Deeply, deeply humbling. That is a godly man and woman of the highest character whose leadership we are honored to follow. Just incredible, guys. Um, I, don't, I don't know what you're thinking. Uh, <laughs> you probably have a lot of questions about how all this is going to work. I do. I, that's, I have a lot of questions. And so what we've done is we've kind of come up with a tentative timeline about what to expect in the weeks ahead. Um, the chapel's final service will take place on Sunday, June 24th. That's a few weeks from now. They will be celebrating 191 years of faithful ministry. And this is pretty cool. Outside the church at the entrance, they actually have a Sunday school time capsule from 1821 that they're waiting to open it in 2021. I mean, what is in there? The, you know, the bones of Moses? Like, like, what, like what? You know, a flannel graph? You know, what, what is that? It's kind of like the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Woo! You know, they're going to they're gonna wait till 2021. I kind of was like, you know, well, what about the Mayan calendar? Let's open it this year. No, I'm not going to do that. But after the final service, what we're going to do is we're going to actually close the facility over the summer to lovingly renovate, restore, actually really upgrade the campus. And it's actually a big project. It will take all of July and August for us to get this ready for launching in the fall. We are investing heavily in this rebirth as a church. You need to know this. The anticipated cost of repairs, renovation, new kids space, new technology will be close to $500,000. So we are investing a lot to prepare for the launch of Liquid Mountainside this September. But I want to be very clear about this. You've got to hear my heart. I, we have to have the same heart on this. This is not in any way erasing the identity or the heritage of Mountainside. Both of our leadership teams, we see this as resurrecting the original dream of the founders and injecting the community with new hope, with fresh vision for all the surrounding communities. So guys, we have to approach this with tremendous humility, just understanding that God has been at work at Mountainside long before you or I were even born. At the front of their sanctuary, it's a beautiful thing. They have these two beautiful stained glass windows from 1821. They're beautiful. They're from the original chapel. I'm actually hoping we can preserve those because I love the idea of kind of like the, 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 you know, the, the ancient future thing. I'm like, if we could have like, you know, flat screen TV, stained glass, flat screen, stained glass, kind of like <laughs> melding all ancient future to show that there's continuity between the generations. Our methods change, but the message is timeless. Jesus Christ is the eternal link that is always today, yesterday, forever. Amen? Through all generations. And so we want to honor that because we're not inheriting just like a bricks and mortar building. 
We're inheriting all the spiritual history, all of the testimony of lives changed over the years, all of the rich legacy of men and women who have invested and sacrificed to build this church at Mountainside. I loved meeting with Greg and Linda and all the people there because they started telling me like story after story. They're like, oh, I was actually born in this church. Yeah, no, I met my spouse here. We were married here. Yeah, no, my, my children were saved. They got baptized in that tub right over there. They don't have a hot tub. They have a baptistry. And what I realized is that God's been at work at Mountainside long before liquid ever entered the equation. So we're simply joining the good work that's gone on there for 191 years. It's celebrating the past, but not saying stuck in it, yeah? We're following the Holy Spirit into a fresh new season of ministry to the surrounding communities. It's actually kind of um, cool if you think about it. You guys know on Easter Sunday this past year, this spring on April 8th, we celebrated our fifth birthday as a church. And suddenly, one month later, we're 196 years old. So happy birthday to you. Congratulations, 196. Woo, look at you. I'm going to start a senior's ministry. I love it. Uh, you do need to know this. We are being super sensitive to the existing congregation at Mountainside. Obviously, we have invited them to attend Liquid during the summer months. So when you meet Dr. Haig, he's going to have some folks. Please go out of your way, not just like to welcome them, but the honor and the respect, because they're not just guests. We are now family. Can we say that? We're family. And that's how it should be in Jesus' church, Yeah. Every tribe and tongue, every age and stage, young and old, because it's not about us. It's about Jesus. Jesus is the eternal link between generations. So you've got to understand, guys, this didn't happen because, you know, our, our church is cool or hip or like, we understand something. They, this is all God's doing. This is all about Jesus and the spirit of generosity that he's put in his people. So we want to preserve the unity that has permeated this process because it is rare, it is beautiful, it is a total God thing. Mountainside has obviously been very generous to us, gifting all their assets to liquid, and we're trying to be generous in return. Um, in addition to remodeling the building, um, we made a commitment to bless the Hague family for all of their years of faithful ministry, and we're also actually going to adopt their remaining missionaries. Uh, Mountainside has about 12 missionary families who are living overseas, who they have supported over the years. And so we're going to honor that financial commitment and support them as they approach retirement. So congratulations, our church now has missionaries. Let's hear it for that. That's kind of cool. That's kind of a cool thing. That's kind of a neat thing. And there's also kind of a cool connection with another church named Oasis. You guys know Oasis? Great church. It's a young church plant that's been meeting in the gym at Mountainside for the last year. And Oasis is led by David Butler, great pastor. He grew up actually at Mountainside Chapel. And so as Liquid moves into the chapel and Oasis relocates down the road to Springfield, we want to be very careful to preserve the special work that the Holy Spirit's doing there. So what we're doing is we are funding Oasis, helping them relocate their church to, of all things, a hotel ballroom on Route 22. And they're like, well, we've never done a hotel ballroom before. I'm like, we can help with that. Uh, you know, we know a little bit about that. So what we're doing is we're investing in Oasis's ministry. We're helping them purchase all new equipment trailer, casing for their equipment, all the stuff that our roadies use so they can successfully launch in the hotel uh, this fall. And that is just a total privilege to do. Um, David Butler, he's a big fan of Liquid. We, are, we love Oasis. And um, it's so funny because some people, you know, they have a mentality where they're like, oh, well, wait a minute, two contemporary churches, you know, that close to each other, isn't that, you know, competition? This is New Jersey, okay? <laughs> if Route 22, think of Route 22 like a giant river, okay? Fish swimming by, lost people who could give a rip about God, don't know about God, the grace of Jesus Christ. 
that you need as many churches as possible fishing on both banks of the river to reach as many different kinds of people as possible. Amen? It's really a beautiful thing. You have three churches working together to support each other as we reach the Route 22 corridor for Christ. How cool is that? You love surprises? Is that amazing? It's an amazing, amazing thing. It really is. Now, as this has been, um, word of the, this news has been kind of leaking out, people are like, how can I help? How can I get involved? I want to, you know, be a part of what God's doing. And this is where you come in. Starting today, we are looking, all of our campuses, we're looking for between 150 and 200 volunteers here at Liquid who are going to be willing to join the launch team and become missionaries to Mountainside this fall. Our goal for the new campus is to launch with a birth weight of about 400 men, women, and children this September. Um, we already have plans for like kind of a major evangelistic campaign in October. We're going to be baptizing people here in November. You understand this? And for some of you, this is the perfect opportunity to bring church closer to your friends and neighbors. If you don't know where Mountainside is kind of located on a map, this is remarkable. I want to show you this. Mountainside is literally smack dab in the center of all three of our existing campuses. It is almost exactly 20, 25 minutes away from Morristown, New Brunswick, and Nutley, which is super cool because all of a sudden, we have a central facility with all sorts of possibilities. Midweek meeting space for youth, check, yeah. Our worship teams can finally rehearse and practice together in permanent space. We have permanent space for kids and family events, group leadership training, engaged couples. Take a deep breath. We now got a church for weddings. Yeah, good time. That's a good thing. It's kind of a neat, a neat thing. Um, but this campus is literally right smack in the center. It is equal driving distance from all of our campuses. So we're looking for 75 to 100 people from Morristown to step up and say, I want to be a missionary to Mountainside. For some of you, it's going to be a no-brainer. I was actually talking with one of the couples uh, in our life group about this. Their family lives in Summit. And they were like, Tim, no-brainer. We live eight minutes from this. And now our neighbors can finally come. So we have people in New Brunswick who travel all the way from Scotch Plains every, every Sunday. So we hope, if you sense God speaking to you, that you will actually follow the Holy Spirit, just like Paul did, and become part of this new work in Mountainside, closer to where you live. Nutley, same thing. If you feel called to this campus, let us know today. In your program, we put a card that looks like this. Can you guys, everybody pull that out, all our campuses, just pull that out right there. If you are interested... And learning more about the new campus, just check the box that says, yeah, I want more info about the amazing surprise God gave our church. Please keep me in the loop. Give us your name and your details, okay, guys? What we'll do is send you information about some of the house parties that we're hosting over the summer, the remodeling project. We're going to have work days, obviously, how you can be part of the launch. As you're taking that out, also, special shout out, just an FYI. If we have any plumbers or, like, tile guys in the house who are willing to help donate your talents. We're going to be remodeling the bathrooms. We could use your professional help. Uh, our contractor, he's going to have his handful with remodeling the auditorium, the kids' space. So if you're a plumber or tile guy, we would love to talk with you about the bathrooms, all right? So just, just flag that on your card, and we'll be in touch with you. Um, but it's going to be an amazing summer. I mean, 12 weeks. Liquid Church, you love surprises? Make some noise if you love surprises. It's amazing. It's unbelievable. It's got... God, God can do anything, amen? He can do anything. I think I had this little definition of faith. Like intellectually, I know that. Like God can do anything. With, with Christ, nothing's impossible. I know that intellectually. But when you experience something like that, experientially, it's just like, 
it's humbling because you realize this is all God. We have nothing to do with this. You know, people are like, Tim, how, 33 days? How did it happen in 33 days? You know what I say? First off, I say, because God is sovereign. You know what sovereign means? Fancy, fancy theological means. It means God's always at work. He is always planning behind the scenes, connecting dots to work out his plan of salvation in every generation. That is his M.O. from the early days with Paul to this crazy adventure in New Jersey, okay? That is what God does. Paul eventually got to Asia. We're going to eventually expand our headquarters in Morristown. We're still pursuing those plans. But right now, all we're left to conclude is that God must be planning something epic in Union County this fall. I don't want you to miss the timing of this, guys. This entire process began on April 18th. What's April 18th? Exactly 10 days after our church-wide fast. You remember that? I think God remembers. This spring at Liquid, we had almost 2,000 people fasting and praying for what? Do you remember? Revival. Yeah? You remember this? What's revival? It's when God's spirit begins working in a miraculous way to breathe new life into a church. A powerful move of God, fresh vitality. Guess what? Now you've seen it. It's just that the revival we were praying for, we didn't know it was going to take place in Mountainside. Amen? Guys, we, we, that church is 191 years old. Remember Ezekiel? Can these bones live? Yes, they can. We envision the day when Mountainside is once again thriving with young families, children, students, seniors, every generation doing ministry together in Jesus' name. And with God's help, this church's best days are ahead of it. Amen? I believe our church, guys, Liquid Church, over the next five years, scrap the plans. This church is going to get built on prayer and fasting because there's something about humbling yourself. It's something about getting hungry for God. Say, God, do something that we can't get credit for. Do something powerful in our day, our generation. And then give us the humility and open hands to say, Lord, it's yours anyway. We'll pass it on to the next generation. And that's why I say we love surprises. Because when the, the Holy Spirit is steering the vision, he can take the best laid plans and make them even better. Amen? Father, I pray right now we just bow our heads. God, you're awesome. God, it's inadequate to say you are good. Father, you are great. Father, you are awesome. Father, you can do anything. Father God, we pray right now. We are humbled and we, our hearts are just filled with gratitude for what you've done in our midst. That we would get to see this. That we could actually lock arms with our spiritual fathers and mothers and say, do it in our time, God. Lord, we ask for revival all across New Jersey that this would be the start of something epic that only Jesus Christ would get credit for. God, we just are humbled right now, and we commit to you all of the ministry that's going to take place, Lord, in the days to come, Father. We commit to you right now the families who are going to meet Jesus Christ and be saved, Lord, at Mountainside. Lord, the entire region of Union County and Summit and Springfield and Scotch Plains and Cranford and Westfield, Lord, all over, Father God, I pray that your Holy Spirit would just draw people to the beautiful thing you're doing in our midst. And Lord, we ask that all the glory and credit would go to your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. It's in his name. All God's people said together, amen, amen. Thanks for listening to Liquid Church Media. If you were inspired or challenged by today's message, we hope you'll tell a friend. For more content, log on to liquidchurch.com 
or visit one of our campuses in the New Jersey metro area. LiquidChurch.com, where truth is relevant and grace wins.